Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to all you who celebrate Christmas. If not, happy holidays to you and yours. Home losing streak continues as we increase it to seven straight losses at State Farm Arena after a loss to the Magic. But a lot of players had their number called on Wednesday night with players out with COVID injuries. You know, the list keeps growing, but an impressive team win on the second night of a back-to-back on a row versus Philadelphia to extend their road winning streak, which the Hawks have now won six straight after losing seven straight earlier this year. The first team to do that, according to Elias Sports, since the 2001-2002 Detroit Pistons. Players have auditioned the last two games. And we're going to talk about who needs more minutes after the small sample size that we've seen from these players. And then Christmas Day in the Garden, Christmas in New York. But Hawks are going to be extremely undermanned. The Knicks will be as well. And we're going to preview that matchup. But first, this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HoopBall to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this is your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. We're going to talk about the Orlando loss real quick. As disappointing of a loss as it was, I mean, Orlando going into that game won five games all year. So losing to a team that hasn't even cracked, you know, the double-digit win mark in December is a disappointing loss, no matter how you slice it. And there was a lot of players who got minutes that normally do not play or are new to the team or not used to the large amount of minutes that they got that game. And the effort 
was not in question versus Orlando. They played with a lot of effort, uh, but Orlando did as well. They played with a little bit more energy, more effort. You can tell by the bench how jacked up they were for that opportunity. And the Hawks, you know, kind of piecing players together that day, um, learning late that Kevin Herter wouldn't be available. There was a lot of working pieces that the Hawks had to work through to try to make it close down the end, but ended up losing by six at home. So, again, the effort was not the question. They played hard. They all played like they had something to prove, especially Lance Stevenson, which I saw the funniest tweet out there. I had to retweet it. Man said that, why is Lance Stevenson calling for ISOs on a 10-day contract? I don't know either. That was, I fell out laughing when I saw that tweet because you're right. But he did some good things as well. Um, but the Hawks just didn't have that continuity and chemistry when you have a bunch of moving pieces coming in and out of the lineup and rotation and on the team, frankly. Uh, Cam Reddish was the talk of the night versus Orlando in a losing effort. He finally showed that he can be a three-level scorer, and it looks great. This is what we've been waiting for. That's what we've been waiting for, just like on SpongeBob. I mean, we've been saying... With his size, his athleticism, he should be able to get to the rim at will, get to the free throw line, and then let it open up the mid-range in the three-point shot for him. And he did that Wednesday night, turned into a career high. 34 points for Cam Reddish on 23 shots, made 6 of 10 three-pointers, got to the free throw line eight times, and he added, I'm sorry, he made all eight of his free throws, by the way. Four rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and only one turnover for Cam Reddish. It was easily the best game that he's had in his career. We saw it. We saw the ability to be physical, finish around the rim, get to the free throw line, be that scorer in stretches. And he was scoring within the flow of the offense. There was a couple of bad shots, and we know that when Cam Reddish is feeling it, he's confident. He kind of jacked some shots up like Jordan Poole, which is one of the things that it's frustrating for a coach because you want to give this player more minutes. You want to give him more opportunity, but you don't want him, this player to be an eye player, only looking out for my opportunities, my shots. He was within the flow of the offense, letting the ball come to him, letting, letting the offense flow to him. And he was getting cleaner looks, feet set, shooting with confidence. And we saw the shooting stroke that was talked about coming into when he was drafted. So, like I said, and I've been heavily critical of Cam Reddish just because we know what he can be, but there's so many people who want to crown him after one game, two games. Again, we need to see consistency, but I have been consistently seeing him playing within the flow of the offense, trying to get to the, uh, to the, to the cup more, get to the free throw line, and then opening up his game. If he continues to do that, it's going to garner him, one, finally getting more minutes than TLC, which a lot of people have been begging for. And I even said on Twitter, TLC is a more steady hand as far as playing within the flow of the offense, which is maybe why, and not to justify uh, why TLC got more clocked than Reddish. But it's no question, Cam Reddish is more talented, has a higher upside, he's better defensively, he's better offensively. And he just needed to be consistent and prove that he can be efficient and play within the offense 
And we're seeing him string together some games like that. So I love what I'm seeing from Cam Reddish. And if you continue to do that, the Hawks are going to be really, really uh, reluctant to answer those calls for people who want to trade for Cam Reddish. And it's going to make the evaluation you know, process a little harder you know, for the rest of the year if Cam Reddish can stay on the floor and stay healthy and continue to play, to, play like he's playing right now. A little foreshadowing because we will talk a little bit more about availability and injuries as it pertains to Cam Reddish. John Collins had 28 points on Wednesday night versus the Magic. 9-17 shooting from the floor, 3-5 from 3, 12 rebounds. A really good game from John Collins and Cam Reddish, but nothing really more from any other players. I mean, no other players scored in double digits. You had Jang with 8 off the bench. Uh, I'm sorry, in the start, he started that game. My apologies. DeLon Wright had 9, and Oyeko Kongu, who played well, but just was in foul trouble. He was in foul trouble in that Denver game and in the Orlando game as he's still kind of, you know, getting back into the flow of the game. His feet, foot speed, his conditioning is catching up to the speed of the game, which right now he's going to, you know, get more fouls. But I love the energy. I love the effort. I love the defensive prowess. And I love his ability to finish around the rim. Okongu is going to be a very vital piece for this Hawks team down the stretch, and we're so happy to have him back. Uh, the team shot 40% from the floor, 38% from three against Orlando. Orlando was not much better than the Hawks, but they had more contributions spread out amongst their players on the team. As we said, Hawks only had two players in double digits. Orlando had five. 21 team assists versus the Magic. Not going to get it done. And as I said before, this was an evaluation game as far as Minutes allocations down the road and rethinking some rotations. I know Cam Reddish made some noise. Oyeka Kongu opened some eyes. DeLon Wright and Jang right now, especially with injuries and people out. Lou Will being out. DeLon Wright getting more reps at the point guard position, as he should, in my opinion. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Gorgie Jang finally getting some more minutes. We'll be brought him in four in there's been some players that have been stepping up. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in the program. But to have that disappointing loss to the Magic and then on the second day of a back-to-back, traveled up to a hostile um, venue in the Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia and get a win, I mean, that was one of the most impressive wins I've seen from the Hawks all year. With more players out, <laughs> the Hawks played with heart, grit, effort and focused for 48 minutes even with leaves blown they kept fighting that was hawks basketball what we saw in philadelphia that was atlanta hawks basketball that was the brand of basketball that we fell in love with last year that's what the city loved that grit that heart that no matter if they're down they're gonna fight to the end they're gonna try to work themselves back they're gonna fight in the fourth quarter they're going to defend they're going to really key in on what the other team wants to do and give their all towards that following the game plan. We haven't really seen that this year, and this is the first time that we have seen it, even though they may not have played their best. And statistically, Philadelphia should have won this game, especially after the Hawks were up by 19, and then you let Philadelphia take the lead in the third quarter. And then it was kind of back and forth. Lee would inch out for the Hawks. Philly would come back, run after run between the two teams, and Hawks shot a little bit better from the floor than against Orlando. Shot 45% from the floor, but dropped in a three-point land to 
yesterday versus Philadelphia. Hawks had six players in double digits. So spread out contributions, 20 team assists. But with the contributions being spread out, like I said, six players in double digits, I take, I'll take that because people are getting looks. They are spreading the offensive tax. So you can't really key in on one player. And that's what really helped them down the stretch. You know, with them continuing to run a pick and roll to get Bogey, DeLon Wright, uh, get the runners, uh, the people who said in the picks, the Okongus, the John Collins, into a space where they can receive the ball and finish around the rim. It was team basketball, even though the, the assist number is not where I always like to see it as, again, keep hammering it here on the program. 24 team assists is what I always look for. But spread out offensive attack. Cam Reddish with another really good basketball game before he left with an ankle injury in the third quarter. Scored 18 points on 7 of 13 shooting from the floor. Did not make a three-pointer, but got to the free throw line four times. I'll take that. And he made all four free throws. So continuing to be a three-level score. The three-point ball wasn't falling. He was getting to the rim. He was getting to the free throw line. Shooting the rim range game. We'll take that. That's what we need from Cam Reddish. Try to do other things besides the shoot jump shots, shoot the three-point ball. If you do these other things, you're going to score. You're going to help your team win because you're contributing in more than one way. And shots go in. We already know what he can do on a defensive end when his shot goes in. Confidence goes up, and he plays with that energy and effort that we – Love to see because he has the potential to be a really good two-way player in this league. But again, we have to see it consistently. So, hate that he left with the ankle injury. He tried to come back multiple times, but had to leave and was ruled out for the rest of the game. Right now, probable for tomorrow versus the Knicks. But we're going to continue to monitor that injury report here at Sports Ethos. John Collins with 17 points. Shot 7 of 11 from the floor. Two of two from the three-point line, added five rebounds, and he was in foul trouble most of the game, so he could have scored more and done more, but the fouls really, you know, piled up. He didn't have a foul in the first quarter. All of a sudden, he had four into, like, the early part of the third quarter, had to sit most of the third quarter, but he came back fresh in the fourth. Hawks maintained the lead or... Kept it within striking distance, two, three-point game. Before John Collins came back and finished out the game, he did have one more foul to get to five, but he stayed in the game down the stretch, and he was crucial himself. Yeko Kongu, another really good game. He cuts down his fouls from the previous two games, played 34 minutes, which was a big improvement. The fouls and the minutes as well, as conditioning is going to be something that they monitor and we'll continue to monitor, especially since he has now gone into health and safety protocols with COVID. But before he went out last night, 13 points, 60% from the floor, eight rebounds, three blocks, one steal, three assists, played solid defense on Embiid. So happy to have Oyeko Kongu back. I wish he was healthy the entire year because I would love to see the growth in his game as far as away from the basket. But we know what he can do around the rim rebounding, blocking shots, finishing. We want to continue to see him do those things in year two, hopefully have a healthy offseason coming up and see what growth he can make in his game because he's going to be a really good player for this Hawks team for a long time. He's a steal in that draft last year. I know a lot of people were wanting Halliburton, and Halliburton has been looking good as well. But Okongu is going to be what the Hawks need 
going forward on this team. Skylar Mays, who a lot of people were like, mm, why is he getting minutes over Sharif Cooper? I understand you guys love Sharif Cooper, but Skylar Mays was a four-year player in college, and he was on the team last year. He's playing in the G League, playing well. So he deserves minutes more than Sharif Cooper. I know how exciting Sharif Cooper is, but he deserves minutes because Skylar Mays is bigger, more physical, uh, has a better shot at this point right now. And that's something that Cooper and Mays have to continue to work on as the outside shot. But he's further along in his game than Cooper, which is why he deserves more minutes. And Cooper obviously was out due to health and safety protocols last night. But going forward with injuries, Skylar Mays is making you know some noise as far as, hey, off the bench as a guy who can knock down shots, run the offense, but get to the foul line and, you know, get downhill and get to the basket. He's a guy who is going to command more minutes, in my opinion. He had 14 points last night, a career-high 11 rebounds, added three assists, made one three-pointer, 6 of 11 shooting from the floor. DeLon Wright, who a lot of people have been criticizing, they're like, offensively, he's, I mean, he's not known as an offensive player. I mean, he can, you know, score maybe eight, nine points if he's given the opportunities off the bench but he's always been known as a guy who can defend multiple positions he's known for initiating the offense uh he had six assists last night and because he's a bigger guard getting rebounds and that's what he's known for and if fans would understand more what his game is i don't think we'd be as critical as the fans have been of delon Wright. i mean yes lou will is flashier especially on the offensive end. Offensively, if you need someone off the bench, you're going to want to put in Lou Will before DeLon Wright. But in my opinion, whenever Lou Will does sunset off in his career, you bring back DeLon Wright, that guard position that DeLon Wright will have will not be eating up as much shots like Lou Will, which will give Gallo, if he's still on the team, a Cam Reddish, a Herder, a Skylar Mays, and a Kongu, uh, Gorgie Jang, whoever off the bench, they will get more opportunities because DeLon Wright is going to be looking to initiate the offense and get people opportunities. But we know that he is a bigger guard who can defend and get to the cup as well. So we need to give DeLon Wright a little bit more credit, especially with players out. He's showing his worth on both ends of the floor, and we need to pay more attention to that, Hawks fans. Bogey, who took 17 shots last night, many fans on Twitter are going off on Twitter about him shooting, which we're like, man, he's taking too many shots. He sucks. Why do we have bogey? That was a bad signing, blah, blah, blah. Hey, and I said this on programs a while ago. If you're in a slump or coming back, you know, trying to get back into form as far as with your shot and getting back in rhythm, if you don't take shots, you're never going to make shots and you're never going to get into rhythm because you're not taking shots. He has to take those shots. Because he's no other guy who can knock down jump shots. And we need that in this offense. So in order for him to get out of that slump, he has to keep shooting. I know it's frustrating because you want him to make shots. We're playing good teams. You want him to make those shots to help the offense. But he has to keep shooting. And since he kept shooting, he started making shots down the stretch, which was huge for the Hawks. Finding that stroke late in the fourth quarter. And it proved that we miss Bogey. We miss Bogey as that guy outside of Trey Young who can knock down jump shots, big shots from the perimeter, and obviously penetrate, initiate offense, you know, 
get some lobs to some people, get some dimes, and shoot the mid-range J. Bogey came alive in the fourth quarter. He scored 10 of his 15 points in the fourth quarter last night, added five rebounds and two dimes. Welcome back, Bogey. Obviously, we want you to get more efficient, making more shots. He was 4-17 yesterday, but him getting to the free throw line was a huge help with his offensive game. So I was glad to see Bogey kind of work himself out of that slump as the game went on. Gorgie Jane, 12 points off the bench, knocked down two three-pointers, five rebounds. Hawks played great team defense on Philadelphia, held Philadelphia on the road to 41% shooting from the floor, 22% from the three-point line. Embiid had 23 and 10, but shot 6 of 17 from the floor. Credit to Okongwu and others who played defense on Joel Embiid. Seth Curry was held to 12 points last night. Tobias Harris, 5 of 14 shooting, 16 points, 5 dying, 6 boards, but went 0 of 6 from the three-point line. Hawks guarded the three-point line very well last night. Only allowed six made three-pointers for the 76ers all night. Tyrese Maxey added 17 off the bench. And when you look at the numbers, the Hawks out-rebounded Philly, which did not have Andre Drummond last night, but we did not have Capella, so I digress there. Hawks had twice the number of turnovers that Philadelphia had, which is expected with a lot of the new faces on the team, players getting more minutes, not having that continuity or that chemistry, and the Hawks still won last night with twice the number of turnovers. Hawks lost fast break points and points in the paint and still beat Philadelphia on the road. Grit, fight, team basketball, and determination was the were the reasons why the Hawks won last night, in my opinion. They came out, played with energy, effort on the defensive end, and they let their defense turn into offense, even though they statistically should have lost that game, especially giving up a 19-point lead on the road. Tough place to play. Hostile crowd. We know that Philadelphia does not particularly love the Hawks after what we did to them in the playoffs last year. And with all these players out, the Hawks went into Philadelphia and got a dub. One of the most impressive wins. Easily the most impressive win of the season for the Hawks right now. And we're going to have to look ahead because COVID and injuries are running through this team right now, which has been very, very frustrating. Right now, players out due to health and safety protocol with COVID for the Hawks are Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, Clint Capella, Lou Will, Oyeka Okongwu, Timothy Lawal Cabarro, Sharif Cooper, and Wes Owundu. And out with injury, obviously, DeAndre Hunter will probably come back late January, early February. Solomon Hill, who's out for the year. Cam Reddish, who is right now day-to-day with an ankle injury. As I, get, as I said earlier, probable for tomorrow's game versus the Knicks. DeLon Wright, also day-to-day with an ankle injury and probable for tomorrow's game versus the Knicks. As I said before, we talked at the top of the program, who deserves more minutes after the last couple of games? Cam Reddish is the easy one. Cam Reddish deserves more minutes. The consistency in which he's playing with right now and the confidence he's playing with, he deserves minutes over TLC whenever he comes back. He should be... I don't know necessarily about Reddish starting because I like him coming off the bench right now. Obviously, with all the injuries, yes, he needs to start right now. Injuries and 
cover protocol, obviously. But whenever, you know, TLC is back before DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish needs to come off the bench. But I think Cam Reddish needs more minutes than TLC. It'd probably be one of those situations like, I would treat it like James Harden when he was in OKC, personally. James Harden, obviously, was a six-man, came off the bench, but obviously got more minutes than the guy who started in his place and was down in crucial stretches of the game. That's where Cam Reddish will shine, especially if he continues to get those consistent touches within the offense off the bench, then playing with some starters mixed in as far as with those rotations it will lend to Cam Reddish continuing to feel confident and taking shots, playing within the offense, and just growing his game. So, yes, Cam Reddish deserves more minutes. I don't know about right now. Like I said, with everybody out, he needs to start. But when TLC comes back, maybe you start TLC, and then Cam Reddish is your first sub off the bench, and he gets more of the minutes at that position for the duration of the game, then TLC. That's a no-brainer right there. Um, other players who deserve more minutes. As he gets healthier, obviously, he's out right now in the concussion protocol. Yeko Kongu, his energy, his effort, his defense, as he continues to get in shape throughout the season, he is going to be vital coming off the bench. De defensively, finishing around the rim, you know, getting boards, you know, rim protecting, whatever. Oyeka Kongu is that guy. And I'm gonna I can't wait to see him. I, we already saw glimpses of it. Him playing alongside John Collins. Him playing alongside Gorgie Jang. Playing alongside Clint Capella if he has to. It's going to be fun to see down the stretch because he's a guy who is all over the court. All over the court. Defense is his calling card and finishing around the rim is as well. So he's gonna be huge. DeLon Wright and Skylar Mays, I think they need more minutes. DeLon Wright needs more minutes than Lou Will, in my opinion, because of his ability to initiate the offense better defensively, known you know, to guard multiple positions, get rebounds, and get the dimes out to get players going off the bench. Lou Will, certainly in those games where he needs, when you need the injection of offense, you get Lou Will in there. But I think DeLon Wright needs more minutes. Skyler Mays needs more minutes as he's a guard off the bench that can put his head down, get to the basket. He's going to continue to try to work on his outside shot. and He's going to continue to attempt those outside shots as he needs to if he's going to play in this league for a long time, which I know he can. But his ability off the bench to get his head down, get to the cup and get to the free throw line. And at LSU, he was a 90% free throw shooter. It's desperately needed for this Hawks team. We need that guy, that physical presence on the wing that can literally get to the free throw line when he wants to. And then Gorgie Jang right now with Capella out with COVID. Oyeka Kongu now entering the COVID protocols. Gorgie Jang is going to be huge as far as his minutes, you know, defending his ability to stretch, you know, stretch the floor with his outside shot. But he's going to be the guy at center. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that next game tomorrow. As I said right now, well, it's official. Trey Young will not be available for Christmas Day tomorrow versus the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, which is the main reason why that game was slated on Christmas Day. So definitely a huge blow for the NBA. But at least the Hawks are going to be playing on Christmas Day. 
Right now, there's no news of other players who have gotten out of protocol as I'm recording this episode. Okongu and Owandu did enter protocol today. Right now, Reddish and Wright are questionable with ankle injuries. Bad luck continues to strike this Hawks team, but the rest of the league is not immune to it too with the COVID bug and the injury bug. I would expect the league to potentially take a look at maybe putting a hiatus on the season after Christmas Day with the rise in cases and so many stars out with COVID. It's just getting bad right now, and I know there's daily discussions right now with the league as far as how to move forward, and I know the G League is taking a hiatus. Why not take a hiatus right now? Move the you know the season far further back. Obviously, is like with the end of the season and taking time to figure out what needs to be done right now with the spiking cases. And there's a spiking cases in society. Period. So you can't escape that. Um, Hawks players will have to step up again to win this game tomorrow in Madison Square Garden. As I said before, Goji Jang will be crucial in the paint. Hopefully, we can get Delon Wright, Kim Reddish back tomorrow. They will be needed. Bogey will be a game healthier. And I'm glad that he ended the game finding a shot. Would love to see how he starts the game tomorrow. We expect him to be aggressive. But I expect more shots falling tomorrow, especially after how he ended the game last night versus Philadelphia. John Collins will have to have a huge game in the garden. Skylar Mays, Jalen Johnson, Lance Stevenson will get more minutes and have elevated roles. They're going to be crucial tomorrow. It's going to be another evaluation game. Players like Bogey getting into rhythm, back into form with this team. And that's what the focus needs to be going into tomorrow. Play as hard as you can, execute, play with energy, fight, effort, just like you did in Philadelphia. And you can come into New York and get a dub just like you went into Philadelphia last night and got a dub. The Knicks will, will be without R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Derrick Rose, Nervous Noel, and Emmanuel quickly, which means it's going to be big games probably from Randall and Kimba. So our defense needs to key in on those two players, Julius Randle, Kimba Walker, who has found new life after getting benched. He's been on a tear. So the focus needs to be for the Hawks playing sound defense, causing turnovers, getting out in transition, ball movement on the offensive end against this next defense. Because, you know, Tibbs will have a good defensive game plan coming into the game, even though the Knicks are not the same defensive team as last year. It will be a tough matchup. Hawks right now are a seven-point underdog with all the players out, but I expect for them to fight and show out for those players who cannot play on Christmas Day, as it's a dream for a lot of players to play on Christmas Day, especially Trey Young. You feel for Trey Young finally getting this team in position to get some national respect, have a Christmas Day game, and you can't be there due to COVID. So all the players, everybody affected with COVID right now, I pray for health, wealth, speedy recovery through this tough time for you and your families. And, you know, we're going to get through this as a nation. It's tough, tough times. We've been on tough times the last last few years, but we're going to make it. But it's going to take a societal effort to band together and do the things that needs to be done. So with that being said, I'm excited for this Christmas Day game tomorrow. And if you love what you heard today, Give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody. Everybody you know. Give them the Christmas gift this year of 
Sports Ethos Hawks. Put them on to this podcast. Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, it does not matter. Put them on to this program and my wonderful, wonderful voice. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That is at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett. 6-7 on Twitter. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, 6-7. I hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will be back before the New Year, obviously, but just want to put that out there. If you do not celebrate Christmas, just enjoy the time off. Enjoy it with your family, vacation, whatever it is. Be safe, be well, be healthy. Enjoy the basketball and the football on Christmas Day. We're going to catch it after this next game to talk more about these Atlanta Hawks. Be safe out there.